When you visit Ireland, there's likely to be no shortage of opportunities for conversation with the locals. And we're talking with some of them today on Travel with Rick Steves. Let's get some inside info now on just how the Irish describe their own national character. Joining us are Barry Maloney. Barry leads walking tours of his hometown Kinsale in County Cork. And Stephen McPhillamy, who hails from Derry in the north and now operates a bed and breakfast on Dingle Harbor. His B&B is packed with stories of its former owner, actor Robert Mitchum. Stephen and Barry, it's nice to have you back. Thanks, Frank. Great to be here. Great to be here. So how would a tourist be fitting in with the culture? What's your advice to really connect with Ireland? I think any tourist to Ireland who wants to fit in with the culture needs to have a good positive attitude. We're not really a whinging, moaning type of society. We get on with things and we get things done. It won't always be done sharp or always completely punctually. Germany's there if you want that. We have an ish culture. Things will be done nine-ish. Music might start at 9.30-ish, and if you can handle that, we're like white Jamaicans, <laughs> you know, very laid back. So if you can handle that, you'll fit in very nicely. Just a good positive outlook, and don't be afraid to sing a song in the bar. If somebody asks you, no one cares if you're a good singer, just give it a lash. You've nailed it, you know? Go ahead and sing. Make a joyous noise. Squint into the mist and say, ah, it's a soft morning. It's beautiful weather. Great day to be alive. And, uh, don't be that punctual. I remember I'm usually on a very demanding schedule, and when I get to Ireland, you got to relax. Barry Maloney, what cliches about your Irish heritage are true, and, and what cliches are misunderstood, would you say? Well, I suppose the typical cliche of the Irish is the drunken fighting Irish, you know? Right. And the Irish can live with that one, I guess, to up to a point. But uh-huh. the other one is that the Irish are somehow not clever, right? and we can't live with that one. Okay. Because we've got more Nobel Prize winners per head of population than anywhere else in the world. And uh, we have a great welcome. Irish people have a great welcome. Well, think of the impact Ireland has had. How many Irish, mm, how many people in Ireland? On the whole island, uh, six million. And think of the impact you've had in the world, uh, standing up against countries with ten times that population. For that size, yeah. So now, who are the rivals of Ireland? When you you have jokes about other countries and cultures, uh, who do you see as your sibling rivalry? Our sibling rivalry would be with the Scots because they're our brothers, our Celtic brothers, mm-hmm. the Welsh to an extent, uh, even though we're brothers with the Scottish because see, us and the Scottish speak the same language, Gaelic. We don't have that same language connection with the Welsh. I didn't so know that. So uh, the Irish and the Scottish are closer, actually. Yeah, so we'd have a closer tie with the Scots, right. but at the same time, we love to beat them in rugby. So there's a real, you know, you always want to get sure. one over on your sibling. Now, of course, the old enemy then we share with the Scots is the English. Ironically, you don't really hear too many Englishmen jokes in Ireland because it'd be a sensitive subject because our history with them is not all that jokey or fun. Right. But in Ireland, we joke about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell me a joke about yourselves and a joke about Welsh, Scottish and Irish together. Is there one you can share? Yeah, I've got one about uh, Irish, Scottish, English. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a joke. It's a quote by George Orwell. Mm-hmm. Kind of sums it up. He said, the English are not happy unless they're miserable. The Irish are not at peace unless they're at war and the Scots are not at home unless they're abroad. Boy, that's thought-provoking. So There's yeah, some truth there to that. <laughs> Barry, did you have another one? Stephen mentioned the neighbours, you know, our rivals, our neighbours. Right. And the closest one, of course, is England. And a common question is, what's the English impression of the Irish? Yeah. And they always look at us with a kind of a bit of a puzzlement, you know. Winston Churchill summed that up. He said, we have always found the Irish a bit odd. They refuse to be English. <laughs> so there you go. A bit odd. They refuse to be English. And we speak the English language. I know we have Gaelic, but everyone right. in Irish speaks the English language. But we don't speak the Queen's English. We speak Hiberno-English. 
Ireland is full of slang terms and, yeah. and doublespeak. When you're in Ireland, what are the sports passions? We have all sorts of footballs. Gaelic football is the big one. And then there's soccer, which is played in all the towns and cities and is growing rapidly. And rugby is big in certain areas. Horse racing. So Gaelic football, rugby, soccer, and hurling also. Hurling, of course, yeah. So that's four of these big stadium ball games. Mm, yeah. uh, which ones are most popular? In terms of the audiences, you'd have uh, Gaelic football, probably number one, and rugby and hurling second. The soccer attendances tend not to be that big in Ireland because everyone sort of goes over to watch the games in England where there's mm. a better league. But horse racing's good. That's one mm. area where we punch way above our weight. Yeah. And that's a great experience for mm. a tourist to go oh, check yeah. out, the, go to the races. Yeah. When you go to the stadium, we have a, a beer and a, and a hot dog. What, what do you... What's uh, the food? They don't serve beer at an Irish stadium. They don't? That wouldn't work out. Yeah, Spike Milligan said about, you know, about drink, he said, uh, some people die of thirst, but the Irish are born with a thirst. So, That's know. a natural thing for the Irish. Well, that contributes to this whole image, and it is, it is part of it. When you go to Ireland, you do notice there's a lot of focus put on pubs and beer. What part of your country is most profoundly Irish? Is there one place that is classic Irish and, cl- and, the, and the pure accent? Myself, I, I love uh, Kerry, and I would say the real capital of Kerry is Dingle, on really? the west coast of Ireland. I would say if you want to go somewhere classically Irish, just not too touristy, mm-hmm. Genuine, Great Welcome, Dingle. Yeah, I think Barry's right there. I think, of course, if this program was broadcast in Ireland, now you'd have thousands of callers saying, yeah, yeah. it should be Carlo or Donegal. or yeah. Everywhere is quintessentially Irish. Mm-hmm. Even the places that tourists think aren't very Irish, they're still very Irish. That's the great thing of being Irish. We're such a little uh, diverse nation. Being, are, there is a lot of diversity in the yeah, small island, being, but you're saying the southwest tip is where you get sort of the quintessence of Ireland. Yeah, but, but it's important, to, like you were hinting out there, being an island, anyone who ever came from Ireland came from somewhere. So we're a melting pot of Vikings, Celts, English, Normans, Spanish, French. There's gotcha. a melting pot of DNA. And we, that's why we got such a welcome as well. Uh-huh, that comes with a welcome because people have always been coming and mm. going. Coming and going. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Barry Maloney and Stephen McPhillamy about what is unique about Ireland and how to become a temporary local. One of the great things about traveling in Ireland is it's so easy to connect with the people, and anybody who goes to Ireland that wants to connect to the people and doesn't have a lot of money should certainly figure about staying in the bed and breakfast, because mm-hmm. that's where you're mm-hmm. part of a family. Now, Barry and Stephen, if you're staying in an Irish family, what's a good way for an American to um, make the Irish family feel so thankful that they've got these American guests? Is there anything I, we can do to endear ourselves to our Irish host? The normal perspective coming in is for Americans to talk about their Irish roots you got to reverse that connection. And you got to ask the host about cousins of theirs that are in America. And that makes the connection. It's like, you know, in Ireland, we always do that. You know, I'm visiting Stephen up in Derry, and I'll get talking to one of Stephen's friends, and before we know it, we'll realize we have a common friend who lives in Galway, you know? And that's, that will really open the connection. And, and there it, are a lot of Irish in America. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's everybody's got uh, family. Cousin in Boston and Chicago. And, That's a fun and thing English. to talk about. Stephen, what would you recommend for somebody who's staying in a and b that wants to endear themselves to their host? Well, I was going to say that if you went in and used a bit of the local vocabulary, you know, if you were to go in and ask somebody what's the crack mm-hmm. or how's the crack today, that might endear you. But at the same time then, Irish people generally don't like when Americans come over and start putting on an Irish accent. It's like a, yeah, it's like somebody trying to talk hip to the kids today yeah, who's 50 yeah, years old. It just or doesn't sound right. It tends to sound more like a pirate or somebody from mm. Pakistan. Uh, yeah. you know? 
It just doesn't sound Irish. So that, that's maybe so one thing. So don't worry should... about picking up some sort of a, yeah, a, a, probably, a slang. I was go- yeah, probably better off not to worry about picking up But if up you're a in slang. a pub, you should know a few Gaelic words to uh, toast to people or something. Yes, I'm always, always uh, pays to be able to say slancha at least, to say it properly. It also helps if you can order the drinks and pronounce them properly. Like uh, we have a beer called Smithix, which looks like it's Smithwicks and right. very popular beer. But as soon as Americans would go in and ask for a Smithwicks, which is how it's spelled, then you can see all the Irish in the back chuckling and chortling, pointing at them. So get your pronunciations done. That's yeah. a very good idea. And to be able to say thank you and, and cheers yeah. in, in Gaelic is a good idea. Yeah. Slanch is cheers and gutamahagut means thanks. And go, go down well with most people. All right. Well, to both of you, Slancha and Gohrma. Slancha. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take free-spirited travellers on escorted tours through England, Scotland, Ireland and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of the best of Ireland, the best of Scotland, the best of England and London. For a free catalogue and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com. <laughs>